You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved of God, summer has commenced. Boy, that was a little awkward, wasn't it? That late, cold weather, the hail, I suppose, was normal. And I see that most of you have survived commencement, graduation season. Those of you that had children and grandchildren graduating from high school or college, we certainly pray for them as they enter that kind of awkward phase in life, whether they're uh, between school and work or between high school and now moving out of the house. It's, it's an awkward time to be commencing. And then I see here that at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado, you all are commencing into a new season in the life of your congregation, aren't you? That's kind of awkward, too. I don't see Brian Wolfmuller on the uh, bulletin cover anymore. It just says, guest pastor. It's kind of awkward. It's a time where you have to ask yourselves, as a congregation, Were we, and are we, the church of Brian Wolfmuller, or a congregation of Jesus Christ, our ascended Lord and God? Well, I know you already know the answer to that, because I know what Pastor Wolfmuller has been telling you these last over a decade. And in truth, any good you received from him or any other pastor you receive from Jesus, to whom all good things belong and from whom all good things come. Still, it's a new chapter you're commencing, and it's a bit awkward. What will become of us? How long will it take? What will the next guy be like? Will he have that same annoying quirk? Will he be just as good as the last guy? It's an awkward Sunday in the church here, too. Realize that we've just come off of Ascension Day. That was Thursday, 40 days after Easter. Jesus ascended into heaven, and he tells his disciples to wait for something to happen. Something about the Holy Spirit is going to happen to them. Just sit there and wait, says Jesus. It'll come. The gift will come. The Spirit will be given. It's a bit awkward to just sit there and wait in between Ascension Day and Pentecost. And what's more, they don't really even know what's going on yet. They don't have that unique gift of Pentecost. They're confused. What's it going to be like when it happens? What's to become of us? And so it's no surprise that as we put ourselves in the shoes of the apostles this morning, as they wait for Pentecost, and as you wait for your next pastor, that the church invites us to go back one more time and sit in the upper room with Jesus on that last night of teaching before his cross and passion. And hear what Jesus says. 
It sounds something like a commencement speech, doesn't it? I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. You see, something new is about to happen. Something new is about to commence. He will no longer be with them in the same way he was with them for the three years of his visible ministry. And yet, he is with them always, even unto the end of the age. It is a commencement, after all, not an ending, not the end of things, but their fulfillment and coming. But when the Comforter, when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. The Comforter, the Spirit of truth, is coming. We will celebrate that, like I said, next week on Pentecost. Well, he had always been there, of course, the Comforter, the Spirit, You remember when he was there before time began brooding over the waters at creation? He was there when King David repented from his faith-killing sins and sang in the Spirit, as Jesus says, Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. But something new will commence. Jesus, the Christ, The Messiah, the anointed one of the Spirit, will be offered up in the fire of God's wrath on the altar of the cross for the sins of us all. He will rise and ascend into heaven as a man, bringing our humanity back to the Father. And then he will send the Spirit in a new way. He will brood in our hearts now, through the waters of his baptism. As we heard from the prophet Ezekiel, long of old, I will take you from the Gentiles and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness and from all your idols. I will cleanse you, and I will give you a new heart And a new spirit I will put within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will hold on to my just decrees and do them. And all the prophets say the same. Jeremiah once said, after those days, saith the Lord, I will put my instruction in their inmost parts and write it in their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. It is commenced now. Don't you see? You, the baptized people of God, have a tremendous advantage. Adam lost it and could only remember it vaguely as if it was a dream. Abraham and the patriarchs did not know it. Moses and the law could not accomplish it, but in holy baptism you have God's Spirit not just working on you, 
as he did for all believers in the Old Testament, but dwelling in you. The new man in you delights now in the things of God and wants to walk in his ways. You have this now. You are temples of the Holy Spirit. It is commenced. The Spirit, the Comforter, is come. As St. Paul says, he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. You see, Jesus' commencement is of a different kind than all others. The world preaches of an earthly kingdom. It says, this world is your home. You've got to fix it. You've got to change the world. We've got to progress. We can get there. We have to get there or else die trying, because this is all there is. There is no other hope. That is why, at its most extreme, Jesus says the world can think that killing Christians is progress. Because Christians have a different home. And Christians stand in the way of worldly progress. They preach another gospel, another kingdom, which is not of this world. Contrast that to Jesus, who says to you, this is not your home. Home is Jerusalem above. You have a sure hope. Only believe the word and wait. Just sit there, you twelve, and wait for the gift of the Spirit. Don't look for progress in the world Don't look at your enemy as an obstacle to your progress. Love your enemy. Pray for him. Suffer him. He is not your obstacle. Don't look for paradise here. Don't look for the perfect church that has no sinners in it. For this life is not all there is. See, I go to the Father to prepare a place for you. I send my Spirit to comfort you and bring you home. Dear Christians, it's okay for you to be sad because, let's be honest, a really great pastor just left. It's okay to be in mourning. It's okay to feel homesick in general, to just be ready to depart and be with the Lord. St. Paul said it. You can say it. To feel not quite at home here. It's okay to long for the kingdom, which has already commenced to arrive finally in full. Jerusalem above is free, and your citizenship and your politics are there. Your progress is there. Your paradise is there. True, as you live by faith in God and love toward your neighbor, you do make this world better. You are salt and light. Just think, if there is any beauty in the world, 
If there is any peace, anything good, any justice, any joy, any truth, it is because of God's Christians, his church. Were it not for the Christians, God would have no reason to preserve the world and give daily bread as he does. But for the sake of the church, for the sake of Christ's body, God preserves the world and keeps evil within certain limits. But things will not linger on as they do forever. That there is good in the world for the sake of the church is not the same as the religious dream that man can save himself and that this world can go on indefinitely and that we can progress and we can fix it and we can get there if only we try a little bit harder. But you know better than that. And if you've lived long enough, you know better than that. You know that human progress is a myth and the mistakes we were making yesterday we will make tomorrow. Evil is real. You see it in your own heart, even as it is inbred in all hearts from birth. You know that human ingenuity will never drive back the demons, stop every shooter, cure every disease, or undo death. There is only one who undoes death, drives back the demons, and absorbs all the evil into himself. He is this Jesus, of whom the Spirit testifies for your comfort. Jesus calls the Spirit the Spirit of truth, which is to say he is the truthful Spirit. He comforts you with the true comfort of the gospel, as opposed to all the false comforts of salvation through policy reform, medical advance, or just trying harder. The Spirit's words to you are truth and life. So I say to you, Hope Lutheran, as you enter into vacancy, as you walk out those doors this morning into all the same problems you had when you came in here, relax. Be comforted. Your Jesus lives. He sits at the right hand of the Father, ruling all things and bringing even evil things into service for the good of his Christians. He is with you to the end of the age. You encounter him still at the altar, flesh to flesh, his spirit to your spirit. You are a new creature. Be homesick for the heavenly Jerusalem but not too much. For here in this place, you are already home. You already have a pastor, the good pastor, the good shepherd. The Father himself loves you. The Son himself feeds you. The Spirit himself comforts you. That saintly cloud of witnesses surrounds you. And in this sacrament, heaven is on earth. And you are finally home. It is commenced. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.